Welcome to the Art of Simple Hypnosis with Rob DeGroove. Rob's goal is to keep hypnosis simple and uncomplicated, fast, powerful, and effective techniques. In this show, Rob talks with leaders of the hypnosis industry on how to keep hypnosis simple and effective on the therapeutic side as well as on the business side. Enjoy, learn, and by all means, keep it simple. Welcome, Sheila, to uh, the Art of Simple Hypnosis uh, show. And uh, of course, uh, today we're going to talk about uh, giving advice to our viewers uh, about keeping hypnosis uh, simple. Uh, but first, let's uh, talk about uh, making mistakes. Uh, sometimes we make mistakes, and uh, I'm, I, I know I made a lot, and I learned a lot about it. So, uh, so in your case, what is the biggest mistake that you made that you don't want others to make? Yeah, like you say, Rob, we've all made lots of mistakes, but it's where we uh, draw our biggest learnings, isn't it, really? When we make the mistake, we think, especially the big mistakes, we think, oh, I won't do that again. Um, I've <laughs> learned from that. Um, and I think one of the things uh, somebody once said to me uh, when I was first starting out, they said to me, there can only be one hypnotist in the room. And it is so true. And when I look back at the sessions that perhaps haven't gone as well, or I've not really got the result that I thought we were going to get, when I look at it, it's, it's a lot of the time because I've allowed the clients to become the hypnotist in the room. Mm. You know, who is giving the commands and the suggestions here? Who is influencing whose behaviour? And, you know, sometimes you get those clients that they come for one thing, but they send you in multiple directions and it's kind of throw these red herrings into the equation. And when we make the mistake of going with the red herring that they've thrown in, all of a sudden that person has become the hypnotist in the room. Yeah, he's taking over the session. So uh, yeah. that's one yeah. of the things that I'm, I'm always uh, telling my students, uh, especially the, in the seven day training, the beginning uh, students, that uh, they need to be in charge. And, and I, I see that uh, for, especially for, for women, sometimes it's a bit of a, they, they want to be friendly and they want to, yes. to let them tell their story. And, and that's something that, that uh, I'm known of that I, I never let them do because even on my intake form, it says, describe your problem in only two words. And I don't want more than two words. So the moment they start telling a story, I say, no, no, no. Uh, I always, in my mind, I have that, uh, that sentence from that very famous video, stop it. We don't yes. go, we don't go there. That's always in my that. mind. Definitely and that, that's, that's that. also why I show that video to my uh, students. So, so yeah, that's something that uh, I, I, I can imagine that it's, it's, it's especially something that you have to learn by experience, not to get letting the client take over the session. So I, I think that's, that's a very good, very good advice, very good uh, thing to start with. So um, in your uh, career, what is the, the best decision you ever made regarding your hypnotherapy business? I think when I look back, the biggest um, moments have been um, when I've been brave, when I've been brave enough to just do it. Um, without you know overthinking it without um, you know without the what if this happens or what if this goes wrong or what if it doesn't work you know so um, you know when, when I look back at one of my really early clients I've only been uh, qualified for about a week 
and I didn't feel like I was qualified. You know, when you do your training, you think, well, you've got this certificate that says that you can do this, but can I really do it? <laughs> do I really have any idea what I'm doing at all? But I responded to a newspaper um, article about a lady that had been hiccuping uh, for five and a half years continuously. And I rang the newspaper up and I said, oh, I'm, a, I'm a hypnotist, I might be able to help that lady because um, I had a certificate that said that I was, so I must be. Um, and they rang me back the next day and said, we'd like to bring that lady to see you and we'd like to film it for our website. So it's like, oh. Whoa, no pressure there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no pressure at all. And that night I scoured the hypnosis books to where I was going to tell me how on earth I should work with hiccups because I had no idea whatsoever and there was no book that told me either. No. Oh. So, so the next day they brought this lady, but, you know, to use your term, Rob, you know, I thought, all I can do is keep it simple. Mm. I can't do anything, because I don't know how to do anything else. I hadn't got, I hadn't got enough experience to do anything else anyway. So I had just got to keep it simple and just, just go with it. Anyway, this lady stopped hiccuping during the session. How? I have no idea. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know, whether it would be, you know, I just kept the suggestion simple. I jumped into her mind map of the world for a while. She was a cleaner. She, um, you know, cleaned, mopped floors at a bingo hall. Mm. And so I got to imagine cleaning it all up. You know, what if she just cleans it all up? Yep. What if yep. she just does that? Um, and she stopped. And I thought, have you really stopped hiccuping? Have you, have you really stopped? <laughs> you know? um, but the, 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 the point of it is the following day, um, the newspaper wrote a full page article to how I'd, you know, magically stop this lady hiccuping. Mm. And all of a sudden the phone starts ringing. Yeah. So just being brave enough to give it a go. Yeah. That's um, and, you know, un unpayable so advertisement, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah when you, when you, when you have to pay uh, uh, an article like that, it will be in some thousands of, or that, that, that marketing like that, and it will be some thousands of uh, pounds or euros or dollars. Uh, but, and then even then, uh, it's, it's still an advertisement. Now it was an article from a, a journalist that, that yeah, mm -hmm. saw what was going on. So, of course, the, the, that's yeah. the best advertisement that you can have. Yeah, and it's sort of, and if I look at every milestone, you know, when things have really um, increased in my hypnosis practice, it's always been at the points where I've just been brave enough to give it a go and see what happens. So even down to, you know, for example, virtual gastric band and, you know, well, could I get this clinically trialed? You know, so I didn't let the, well, what if it doesn't work? You know, uh, what if it fails? Get in the way. I just thought, well, what the heck? Let's just go and do that then. Yep. Um, and, you know, it's seen incremental steps in the business every single time. I thought, well, I'll just give it a go. Because, you know, what is the worst that's going to happen here? What is the worst that's going to happen? Yeah, the worst is that you're you're just uh, spending your time in something that's not going to be successful. But that's mm. that's not that bad because that's how things are, are built. That's how inventions are made. 
just people being brave and, 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 and doing something new and then see what the result is. And sometimes it's a big success and sometimes it's a, it's a minor success and sometimes it's nothing. It's just not working. But, exactly. but yeah, when you don't try, you don't, uh, especially now these days, uh, we have to do all, we have to try different things to, to keep our business going. And, and, and we, we, we have to jump in the deep because now yeah, we don't know what's going on and we, we don't know what, what the future will bring. So we have to be brave and uh, find new things to do. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, we've all got, you know, opportunities all the time. It's just whether we take any action on those or not. And, you know, so recently like I've been in the hospital and uh, I was talking to the uh, consultant neurologist. Um, and as it turns out from that conversation, he wants me to put together a proposal for taking hypnosis into neurology. Mm. Um, and potentially then co-authoring a book with this consultant neurologist about hypnosis and neurology, which would be immense. Now, um, but I'm going into that, you know, okay, fantastic if it works out. Um, but also, so it could be another changing moment, if you like, mm. if that takes off. But also, it, it's not the end of the world if it doesn't, because I've given it a go. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, when you don't take that chance, you never know, yeah. and that there is no chance that it's going to be a success. So, and 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 even not when 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 it doesn't uh, help your business, it's always it it will build your credibility because uh, when when you're asked by somebody from the medical world to to go author a book, that's all also good for your credibility. It's also good for 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 your. Uh, yeah, for your promotion, for everything. So, so why not give it a try? So that's yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think that you know the the the, the, the main thing is about being brave, just mm. being brave enough to do it. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, um, what advice can you give our viewers to uh, to simplify hypnosis, to keep hypnosis simple? You told the story about uh, the the lady with the hiccups. Eh? Keep it simple. That's uh, that's really important. Uh, but is there something else that you can uh, tell our viewers about keeping hypnosis simple? Yeah, I mean, people, you know, we always sometimes we're up against this having to educate all the time, aren't we, about, you know, what hypnosis is, does it work? You know, can I be hypnotized? You know, all that constant education that we seem to have to do as a profession. Um, but in a way, I take the word hypnosis away from it. Because if you take the word hypnosis away and just think of it in terms of how people think, you know, then that means that we have even more opportunities because there are so many different avenues we can take hypnosis into. So, yeah, there's the keep it simple in terms of, you know, um, I always keep it really simple on any first session, you know, because often the simple stuff is the stuff that works. Mm. Um you know, so I will always go simple with just direct suggestion. Mm. You know, um, before I start to overcomplicate the issue. And it's also, I think, thinking about all the time, what has that client actually come to you for? What is the result that they're looking for? Mm. You know, are they looking to, for example, lose weight? Because we need to find a way to create a really quick win straight away. Um, you know, which is why, for example, gastric band is good because in the first week they'll notice the difference. The first week they'll lose weight. 
the belief system kicks in and then then you can look at doing your more complicated techniques to bring about long-term change or whatever the client needs but if we keep it really simple to begin with and give somebody a really quick win and just look at okay how do i change how somebody thinks no yeah so then then they see results and then their confidence in whatever is going on is growing because that's something that i uh, encounter uh, sometimes with clients they they especially clients who are not referred by somebody because they are new to hypnosis they 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 never heard of it uh, so they were just maybe uh, reading something about hypnosis then looking it up on, on google uh, came on on my website or somebody else's website and then they decided to give it a go but they still have doubts because i know how how i was in the beginning uh, uh, i i sent messages to 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 my my teachers is this really working because yeah it, it's so simple sometimes it's so simple and is this really working because mm, i'm not sure about that and then then yeah you get the results with your clients um, but it's it's really important that they have a quick win so that they know that there is something something going on that there's something happening and then then of course their mind can be at ease and they know okay this is really going to help me and then the results will be better and especially uh, like you're saying virtual gastric band one of the great advantages of that is that they have uh, they, they experience something uh, most of them experience weight loss in the first week but everybody has experienced some change in their in their eating habits in their uh in their yeah uh, the things that they're doing um one of the things that i uh, experienced a lot with with the virtue gastric band i added some more direct suggestions to it uh, for the the water drinking so and most of my returning clients they they come the week later and they most of them they say even in the car i i was feeling thirsty and then that's a, a really good convincer because now they're driving home and they say whoa there's already changing something because i'm i'm really thirsty and some some of them they just stopped uh, alongside the road to, to go to a shop and buy some water so yeah what more convincer do you need so yeah absolutely no. absolutely uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah really, and really. So, you know, even when we're you know doing our first session with a client as well you know, um, I don't tend to use a lot of convincers um, during the session, mm. um, you know, because, you know, everybody will experience hypnosis differently. Yep. And, you know, I tend to say to a client, you know, all I need you to feel today is that you are sitting there with your eyes shut in order to make this work. Yep. That's all I need to feel. And every one of our clients will be doing that. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. so that way it sort of stops people doing the, have I been hypnotized? Have I not been hypnotized? Because, you know, sometimes them just questioning that, have I been hypnotized, can start to undo the rest of the suggestion. Yeah, yeah of course. Into yeah. Somebody. So if I can remove that element, and, and I think the other thing is, like I drop positive suggestion right until somebody leaves my door. Um, because, you know, they're still taking, you know, you're wearing this massive label, aren't you, that this is what you do. Um, so, you know, we need to be aware of, you know that we only drop positive messages all of the time and so you know with every client that's sitting in my chair um that the before i do the hypnosis i always say it's really important that after we've done this session that i don't talk to you about it we're just going to leave it as it is um mm. you know and um but then as soon as i've woken them back up again i'll create a little bit of amnesia but then i'll say oh 
I do have to just say before you leave, and I don't normally say this to anybody, but you were absolutely fantastic. You know, all I do is watch you all the time. I could see that everything was going in. You will have absolutely no problem at all with this. And I don't normally say that to anybody on a fair session, but you will be brilliant. Anyway, I'll see you next week. Mm. You know, I say it to every single client who sits yeah, in my chair. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but yeah, then, then, then you... you the, the, you did the exduction and you changed the topic to something else about them being a very good client and, and you end with see you next week. So you don't give them the time to start talking about uh, their weight or, or, or it might not happen or was I hypnotized or whatever. So, so that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a really good uh, approach. Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. So, you know, and, and as human beings, you know, we want to be good at things, don't we? We don't want to be rubbish at them. No, no, no. You know, um, you know, we want to be good, but, you know, if, you know, say I'm dropping those positive suggestions that they will have absolutely no, even if the hypnosis session has just been the worst session I've ever delivered, you know, and the person has shown absolutely no sign that we're in hypnosis whatsoever, I'm still going to say they were brilliant. Yep. Yeah, of course. Yeah, don't, yeah. There, there is this one of the things that I'm always telling my students as well. And there is one hypnotist in Belgium. He's really doing it. He puts on his website uh, that the moment you enter his office, he's going to run some tests with you. And then he's going to decide if you're hypnotizable or not. It's, it's right. the worst thing that you can do because, because people, they, and he, he does, of course, the, the balloon and book things and magnetic hands and whatever. And if the, the results are not good, he just sent them home. And that's terrible because I don't, I, 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 we even had clients coming from his office to, to, they contacted our office. They said, yeah, he can't help me because of the test things. And then they come to, to our office and they are magnificent clients. They are, they are really good. Everything is going on, but they just had a bad day and maybe, they, or they are not good visualizers and they are not good in, in those uh, suggestibility tests. And, and that's something I, I don't, I, because a lot of those people who are sent away, they will never give hypnosis a second chance. They, they just decide, okay, I'm not good for hypnosis. And, and they just keep running with their problems. So, so yeah. even if the, even, and, and especially when you're seeing, seeing clients uh, multiple times in a row, like, like in a program, then there, there might be a, a session that is that they are maybe not that concentrated or they, they just had, been in a traffic jam and then the, their attention is not on you and you just yeah when, and then when you were going to say oh this was not a good session this was a bad session then of course you're gone then then and that's really important to give them the feeling that everything is good that they're the, uh, very good at hypnosis that they're a very good uh, subject so yeah that's um, that's they have to have a good feeling after the session it's really important of course yeah. Yeah. No. And so it's almost every time that we step into our room to work with somebody, we've got to put our own cloak and our own label on that mm. says, yeah, this is what I do. Because we've got to have the, you know, it's my intention that this is going to happen. And if I set the intention that this is what's going to happen, you know, it will happen. You yeah. Know? So uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Intention yeah. and belief on our yeah. part is hugely important as well. Yeah, I think intention is, is much more important than language or whatever is going on. Uh, when, when, I'm, I'm hypnotizing a lot in, in English. English is not my native language. Uh, but when, when my intention is there, even I can make mistakes in my language. I can sometimes skip uh, a sentence because, because I don't know how to say it in English. So sometimes, it, or, or, of course, in Dutch, my language is stronger. My, my, there's more power in my words. 
but when the intention is there, the result will be there anyway. So I think that's that's really important. Yeah, our and- our intention when when you go into room with doubts, then then you have a problem. Um, you know, I'm I'm working with with uh, different therapists in different cities. I have to replace one of my therapists now because he's he's too much in doubt. He is, uh, yeah, and he. he, he he called me like like a few months ago he says yeah I, I don't want those complicated sessions anymore i only want to do like weight loss and stop smoking and now he called me that that he's gonna stop um forever because he's he's in doubt and he said yeah and this afternoon i had a que- uh, a session with somebody and I, I was not sure that she was really good hypnotized so it's not going to work i said when that's your mindset you really have to stop now because that that's not what what is good for you and that's not what is good for for our clients of course so so and he he had very good results he he was doing a very good job but sometimes of course you have some people who are not happy or or don't have the results or or they just don't do what what you expect from them to do and and he was taking that in he was taking all that those negatives in and then when it starts building his mindset that that he's not good in those complicated sessions or or sometimes it doesn't work and people pay a lot of money for it and then he starts doubting himself and his mindset, his intentions are going low and then you're, you're gone, of course, you're lost. So yeah, that's really important. And, it's, and, when, and when that intention and belief is there, you know, we actually do can create miracles mm. um, in that somebody can be asleep, literally asleep for your whole session and they'll still get the result. Yep. Because, you know, like I've had, I had a lady and, you know, we do naturally, I think, worry about our clients. We can't want the change more than they do, but we do want the change for them just as much as they do. Mm. I had one lady, and uh, because I um, used to have people who travelled quite a distance for sessions, so they maybe drove three hours each way or something. And this particular lady was a three hour driver each way. And um, on the first session she came and I'm not kidding you, within two minutes she was asleep in my chair asleep and you know you know some people snore because they're relaxed well you know she was snoring so loudly i couldn't hear myself talk anymore well (laughs) (laughs) yeah um anyway i had a client immediately after her so i didn't have time to like you know wakey wakey let's start all this again make a bit more active i didn't have time for all of that and i worried about her all week and the following week, she came back and I said, you know, how have you been? She said, oh, you know, absolutely fantastic. She said, I've lost £10 this week. But, you know, it was just down to uh, my intention, her belief system. Mm. Yeah. And and especially in the first stage of sleep, the subconscious mind is still listening. So mm. she will get, uh, and, and of course, the intention is, is, is doing a lot. It's, it's yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can you can do a very good session with somebody, and when the intention is not there from both sides, it's not going to work. It's I, I'm working with a with a client now uh, for uh, the breast enlargement, and mm. she's she's a really uh, she's a doubter. She, she had she she wanted to have she was actually booked to do a surgery, uh, but due to the corona crisis uh, all surgeries were, were uh, postponed so she couldn't do the surgery and then somebody referred her to me she said maybe you can do it on a natural way first and she was really in doubt but she is and and 
I, I had a session with her yesterday uh, to, to re-instart it because everything was going, uh, she, she had growth the first week, everything was going good. She, she even had a feeling in the breast that they were growing. Like, like she, she, right. she said it was the same like when I was pregnant, you had that, that pulsing uh, feeling. Uh, I've never been pregnant, so I don't know. So yeah. that, that, that feeling uh, that the, the breasts were growing. So she, and, and she's a very good, should, uh, good hypnotic subject as well. But every single week, she was sending me a message. Yeah, maybe there's, uh, I'm not sure that, I, that my measurements were, were uh, correct the first time. And then she, she's always finding something that maybe it's not going to work. So, so yeah, that, that's, uh, she, and she's a very good subject. But in her mind, it, it, she doesn't believe that this is going to work. And even that, that she see that the measurements are there. So yesterday yeah. I did a session with her and, and uh, uh, I, she's also very good with IMR. So I had a very good yes, a very good no. And the subconscious mind just said that, yeah, I stopped doing uh, the process because in her mind, it's, it's always negative and always wrong. So now I, I gave the subconscious mind direct suggestions to give her a positive uh, attitude uh, towards the change. So I hope this is going to do the trick. But of, yeah, the, the mindset from both sides, is, it's really, really important. So yeah, that's why when I was doing uh, entertainment, I never was a day sick because I always was on the stage because the show must go on. But when I'm, and I'm not feeling well, I cancel my sessions because I know that when I'm not fit for 100%, I can't put the right intention in a session. I can't put the right power in a session and that's not yeah. good for a client. And then hypnosis yeah. session, you can reschedule a show. You can't reschedule, of course. So that's, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. that's really important. So um, yeah, let's go to the topic that um, you wanted to talk about uh, to our viewers. Uh, and of course uh, it's about weight loss. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, with weight loss, you know, the key is really, you know, whatever um, system we use to, you know, help clients with that. Um, you know, I'm a big believer that we've got to put the right foundations back in place to begin with um, and not attempt to put somebody on a diet because they, they, our clients are more of a specialist in weight loss than we are at any, yeah. at any point because they've, they've done them all. But really what we need to look to do, I suppose, is you know, which weight loss trances do we need to break? Mm. Um, because, you know, people say to me, oh, do you hypnotize people into a trance to get them to lose weight? Well, no, I'll probably hypnotize them out of it, you know, um, because if we think about our eating habits, you know, it's the classic example of when we go into a trance. You know, if, um, you know, we're sitting in front of the television and, um, you know, a bag of chocolate buttons or something, and the whole bag's gone because we're eating them in a trance. Um, or sometimes, you know, we are creatures of automation and habit. So it could be that, you know, you get a client who says, yeah, I'm all right all day, just when it gets to four o'clock and I sit down at four o'clock and then that's when my eating habits go all to pot or seven o'clock I sit down with a glass of wine. You know, that's, it's at what point does the automation kick in? Yeah, yeah, that's um, yeah something that uh, it's it's really important because, um, as you say, clients are in a in a kind of trance. Trans, they are they are doing stuff that they that they are not. Uh, most of the time, they're not conscious of that they are doing those things. 
and uh, yeah, it's really important to 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 get them out of that uh, that trance, of course. Um, so, um, do you use special techniques to get them out of that trance, or do you do you say uh, I'm just uh, uh, pointing them to new habits, uh, or do you want to 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 get them on a, on a conscious level? Uh, yeah, I mean, I do it on two levels really, so um, conscious and unconscious if that's the way we want to describe it but yeah in order to bring about the change we have to be conscious that we're doing something in the first place um you know so um you know if if a client identifies okay well it's you know four o'clock's my time or you know or, or what type of eater am i you know am i a trans eater you know is it is it those things that are actually the problem that i need to sort out um, am I an emotional eater? You know, is it that that I need to sort out? Um, am I a, um, a supersized me person in that it's big portions? You know, what, you know, I get somebody to almost identify um, without putting a label on it. You know, you know, what, what are they? You know, what type of eater am I? Um, because as soon as we can become consciously aware about it, then we can start to consciously do something about it as well. Um, and then the hypnosis techniques are going to start backing up that that conscious decision as well um, to change how somebody thinks about things. Might be to put a new routine into place. Might be to um, you know sort of um, get somebody to be satisfied on smaller amounts. You know what actually is the issue we need to work on because you know with weight loss, you know with I describe it it's a bit like having a bramble bush in front of you you know when we were born we were all right but somehow over a period of time you know we've formed multiple associations and you know it's all like entwined isn't it you know so how do we even start clipping away as a hypnotist at that massive mm. intertwined bush of associations you know if you were to think of the bramble bush in your garden you know okay how am i going to get rid of this Okay, so am I going to just clip a, a little bit away at the sides at the weekend? Well, that's no good because it's all growing back again by the following weekend. Yeah. You know, um, am I going to try and smash through it all in one day? Well, I'm probably not going to be able to manage to do that either. So, you know, how do we break through that in an easy way? And, you know, if we can do that by, um, you know, looking at what do we actually need to change to bring about a change? Um, because I've sort of found if you um, if you take somebody down, okay, well, you need to eat healthy. Because we all know what to do with weight loss, don't we? Mm. Okay, so I need to eat less and exercise more. You know, how simple can it be? But somehow we can't, we can't manage to do that. Um, but which elements of that do we actually need to address as a hypnotist? No. Um, that bring about quick wins, that bring about a change that somebody can actually live with in the long term. Because if we do things that people can't live with, you know, if we say, okay, you're going to go on the fast 800 diet or you're going to have green days and red days, you know, we're just putting them on a path that everybody else attempted to do with them or they've even attempted to do with themselves. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, it needs to be something that they first that they want to do, that they want to change. Uh, because when they don't want it, it's, it's the same with, with, with smokers, but it, for, for weight loss is the same when they say, yeah, I don't want to change my eating habits, then 
yeah, then, then there is no, no thing to start. Then we have to do, yeah, then they have to move uh, or exercise more. But when they don't want to do that, when, when they just think, okay, the hypnotist has a magic wand and he will uh, wave his wand and everything is, uh, is gone, the problem is gone. Then of course they are they are um, they, they have to put some effort in it as well, and I think it's really important yeah to to identify what the problem is, and and to see what they want to do about it, uh, and then of course we can we can start uh, doing our job. Yeah, because sometimes as well, like another sort of eating type of person that I've identified is, and and there are a lot of them that come to hypnosis. If I'm honest is what I might call the comfort zoners. Mm. So these are people of a certain age group who, you know, they've got a good lifestyle, um, you know, because they can afford our sessions. So, you know, they've, they've got a good lifestyle. Um, you know, they, they might, um, you know, have nice meals. That might be one thing they do on an evening. You know, a nice glass of wine. You know, life's really not too bad. Mm. Um, you know, they've not got any major, you know, hang-ups or anything. Um, so with those people, it's, you know, they tend to be fairly low on the motivation scale. Mm. So, you know, because it's, it's not the end of the world if they don't lose weight because, you know, life's quite comfortable, really. Um, all right. Yeah. I might like to do that, but how much do you actually want to do it? Yeah. So, yeah. so with those type of clients, you know, we, we've probably got to build in more around, okay, how do we keep this person's motivation high? And again, probably if we can give them some quick wins, that the motivation starts to, to kick in because, you know, with motivation, that's got to come from within, hasn't it? Um, you know, it's a bit like with exercise, you know, none of us are really motivated to go on exercise, you know, because I can think of lots of other things that I could do instead. Or, you know, it's raining today, so I don't want to go in the rain. Yep. <laughs> Excuses are always there. You know, so, um, you know, but the motivation for exercise comes by how it makes you feel after you've done it. And that endorphin kicks in to make us to want to do it again. Um, so, you know, it's about how do we keep this client's motivation high um, if it's fairly low. But if we identify, okay, who is this person? Um, you know, are they a comfort zoner? Are they a big portions? You know, is it types of food? You know, what what type? And, and they identify that themselves as well. If you talk about those things mm. with them, they will start to identify those elements of themselves. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, also the what, what you're saying about motivation is it's really important because uh, whenever I uh, see a client and, and I, I ask the question, can you give me some negatives about your, your current state or w whatever the issue is, uh, weight loss, stop smoking or whatever. Uh, but and, and, and when they can't give uh, me enough information uh, or enough negatives and, and then I ask, what are the positives? What, what will you win when you're at the... Uh, yeah, at maybe 60 kilograms or when you're a, when you're a non-smoker and there's not a lot coming from them then the red lights are going off then i i'm i'm doubting about their motivation and that's yeah. something yeah that's that's really uh, necessary uh, because yeah it, it's like you said when when you're not motivated you will find the excuses to not do what you need to do even quicker uh, and when you see what 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 good it, this is going to do for you, when you uh, experience it, like like with the exercise or when you, when you have a quick win, then you, you you build up that motivation, and then you will 
grow more and more towards your uh, goal, whatever it is. So yeah, really yeah. important. I was, um, I was uh, recently being um, asked to look to take part in a clinical trial at the hospital, and it was actually with people who would had um, amputations. Well, were about to have amputations. So they, it was something about peripheral artery disease, arterial disease. And with peripheral arterial disease, you know, it comes on gradually. So if people get, if they go for a walk, they get something called intermittent claudication, causes pain in the legs. Mm. And so what they want to do is stop walking. Well, actually what that does then is makes them more chance of them losing a limb because mm. of it. And so, um, you know, it was whether anything could be done to um, motivate them to sort of work through that so mm. that they didn't end up losing a limb. Um, but you know their um, you know motivation um, was the key thing, really, wasn't it? It was like, how do I motivate somebody to actually want to do something about this? Um, but that motivation to change often comes just after somebody's had a heart attack. Hmm. Um, you know, what is the key point that we get somebody on motivation? Um, because you know it was found that after somebody's had an amputation you know, sort of almost three months later, they kind of got used to that, mm. you know, so the motivation had gone again. Yeah. 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 So, um, so, you know, that, you know, what it's, it is the why, isn't it? Why am I doing this? And, and, you know, how important is it to me? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's why for me, it's, it's always really important that the client uh, that, that sees a hypnotist made the decision himself to go and see the hypnotist uh, I have, after a session, uh, sometimes people start talking about relatives who have a problem and things like that. And I always say, here's my business card, uh, give it to your relative and there stops your, your involvement because, uh, and even when they wait like one year to make an appointment, don't push them because when they don't make the appointment, they are not ready. Uh, yeah. And and then 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 they're just losing money and we are losing our time and we we have a a, a session with with low or no results and that's that's not good for for us. So I always uh, I I want to have clients who made the decision themselves that they want change and they want to see a hypnotist to to reach that goal. So that's that's really really important. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Okay. So thank you very much for uh, this uh, advice. So. Uh, Tell me, how can people uh, reach you? Is there something new in the pipeline? Uh, just tell a bit about what you're doing at the moment. So uh, and where they um, can uh, find you, where they can reach you. Uh. Okay, so um, so yes, yeah, so people can come to my website, SheilaGranger.com. Um, email me at think at SheilaGranger.com. If people want to know more about, you know, okay, how might they want to help people with weight loss and look a little bit more at those types of eaters then my book is available on amazon yep. and the other side of it is you know, i'm quite heavily involved in um you know helping hypnotherapists to you know um build a business mm. um because if we build a business and we create longevity in what we're doing um almost like hypnosis on the high street type of thing then as a profession, we will attract more clients, you know, so the more of us that actually run it as a business and create visibility and what we can do to help people, the better. Um, so I've put my experiences into a second book, How to Build a Hypnotherapy Business, um, you know, which um, 
you know can can hopefully um you know the more we all do you know the more we we shout about what we can do you know with mm. press releases or whatever we're actually helping the whole profession out um because everybody reads that and so the more we can educate people the benefits of hypnosis the better yeah of course when i started doing trainings in belgium uh, my relatives said to me oh you're you're going to create your own competition but that never happened i create more hypnotists in belgium but people are talking yeah. about hypnosis more and my business growth of that as well because i i started alone i'm working with with six even sometimes with seven therapists and that's because more people were seeing hypnotherapists more people have uh, having good results more people are talking about uh uh, hypnosis or hypnotherapy and more people considering hypnosis so it's always good to, yeah. to even have okay, okay there is more competition nowadays than there was when i started 10 years ago but mm. it it will help us all to to uh, build our, our business and especially in in this challenging times it's, it's really important that that um, uh, the the hypnotherapist all around the world who has a good business and i think that's one of the the biggest issues in in the hypnotherapy world a lot of people are very good in what they're doing but they don't know how to build a business and they are seeing not enough clients to 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 have a uh, a good business to to live from that business and to help as much people as as needed so so yeah it's really important that that people like you uh, are sharing those those ideas so uh, yeah so if you want to grow your business go and uh, find out Sheila's website and you will see you and and go to uh, I will uh, put a link uh, to you, both your books in the show notes so people can just click and order your book so that's uh, then they have a good read in the holiday period that's coming yes yes okay so sheila thank you very uh, much for this uh, interview uh, i hope to see you soon somewhere in the world i think it's gonna be it's gonna be in a few months maybe and otherwise it will be next year uh, somewhere at a convention and now uh, we are keeping it online so thank you very much and see you soon bye, All right, see you soon, Rob. bye.